There we go. Gee, I'm not sure how you timed that because I reckon we were live about a second into that, Tiggs, but that's okay. We'll see how we're going. Um, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Did, the Monday Night Live pod. We are. We are. We are live and on the Sorry. air, so that's okay. Everyone will notice there is only three of us here tonight. CB is a bit sick at the moment. He's got uh, coughing and spluttering and whatnot, so he didn't want to put his face on camera and uh, expose you all to that. So get well soon, CB. Uh, I'm a little bit cooked yeah. myself, but I'm, I'm a man and I power through it. But that's, that's it. Okay, uh, that's all right. We still breathe it out. Someone, no. someone did ask if we had the medical sub lined up. Um, I wanted to give it to the very last <laughs> minute before before the show. Um, Bring in Daniel Rioli. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, or Jack Ross. He's, he's used to uh, being sub. Evening, Dario. Thanks for commenting. Uh, yeah, I'll put this one up for you, Tiggs. I know you've made your nickname specifically to combat this, but. Tiasta thinks he'd still look like Danny DeVito. But um, how are you, Jens? Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, yeah, no, good. Um, COVID lockdown was a bit of a balls, um, is all I can say. But um, no, enjoying the new job. And um, instead of being out in the road doing my thing, I'm now stuck at home working on the laptop. Yeah, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. What about you, JC? How was the weekend? Uh, yeah, lockdown doesn't affect me. I don't mask up or anything stupid like that. Uh, but it's annoying when the cafes were only selling takeaway. But, um, you know, we managed to piss a few people off not wearing masks and drinking my coffee uh, in uh, full view of the public. So it was great. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, my weekend was okay. We had the uh, the flu shot on uh, on Friday and consequently the whole house has got runny noses and coughing everywhere. But yeah, no, because we've got two young kids, we had to get the flu shot. It interrupted work. The worst part of my weekend, though, is my two-year-old is now trolling me. Um, and I put this on Facebook. He, he got my attention. He's like, Daddy, Daddy, Dad. I'm like, oh, yes, mate. He's like, loser. Went, oh, <laughs> shit. Okay. So yeah, I think my wife has something to do with that. But, uh, yeah, so my weekend's been dealing with him trolling me uh, all day. But that's Okay. To, before we get stuck into it, everyone who, who's viewing so far, please make sure you do drop a like or a share um, or a love heart on, if you're on Facebook. Tag your tiger friends in so we can spread the spread the word and get some more viewers onto the show. Uh, but yeah, definitely drop some reactions and likes and help us yeah, expand the audience. Uh, much appreciated. And with that, we'll get stuck into it. Uh, very good game on the weekend, except for the first quarter, fellas. I, I was a little bit nervy. A quarter time, but we ended up prevailing. Richmond 17 9, 111, defeated Adelaide 12 11, 83 by 28 points. And it was a, a pretty commanding performance after quarter time. The goal kickers, Rewalt wound back the clock and kicked five. CCJ kicked four. Troll two. Ralph Smith two. Bolton, Cochin, Graham, and Martin all with one each. Now, before we go into the, the first little bit, I've got a question for you both. Who do you think? had our highest disposal numbers. And Tiggs, you probably know the answer because you would have read what I sent through. And how many do you think it was? I'll let JC have a crack because I know you might have seen it, Tiggs. Uh, I know um, I know. Koch got 20 straight off the bat because I was looking at that just recently. Um, <coughs> no, nah, who, who was it? Josh Caddy with 24 disposals was our highest yeah, disposal getter. I like yeah. his game. I, oh, I like this game. I was just gobsmacked when I read that was our highest possession get it. I mean, usually if you have no one over 25 to 30, you would typically lose more than you would win, but it just shows how much of a well-rounded team effort that was um, against the Crows. I found that just fascinating. 
Yeah, yeah, really. Um, it, it was a, it was a very well-rounded uh, effort, and um, we saw the Tigers pressure back. And you know, when that happens, we're the best in the league, bar none. So it was great. Secondary question: Who had the most meters gained for Richmond? Short. Nope. Caddy it's a Ford. No. Oh, really? Yeah. Jack oh, Rewalt. Oh, Jack, Jack. Rewalt, most metres gained, 547 metres. He played a bit higher than he normally does up the field, and I liked it. It was good. I liked it yeah, too. So, it was, uh, someone's been calling that. How long has someone been saying that for the past, what, five weeks, six weeks? <laughs> and a couple of buffoons were telling me, no, nah, you're crazy, you're stupid. Yeah, well, what are you suggesting? We would never say that about you, Tiggs. Oh, no. But he, he works so hard both ways. He works so hard. So he pushes up the ground, and then if he doesn't get it, he charges back, and that sort of opens up space for him to run into as well. So, And he's so Spot selfless on. and so clever with the footy as well. So yeah. The other thing I found there. is it actually caused a lot of confusion for Adelaide defenders because he's he's quite easy to man mark deep. If he's camping in defensive in our Ford 50, he's easy to, to double team and whatnot. But when he's pushing up the ground, if you're a halfback and you go with him, that's fine. But when he goes back inside 50, you're going to be outsized. So the handing over portion of their game really threw him um, out of whack, and I really liked it. Hmm. See, for me, the reason why I've been crying to get Jack – um, up higher up the ground because he's not a traditional tall, right? He plays taller than what he is. What he is to me, he has such a high IQ for the football. He sees the game before most other people. He, so he's perfect as a centre-half forward for me. He, he's not traditional big, huge, lumbering bloke, but what he does so creatively well, I sort of said push him up towards the midfield end, and, and we did that. And the reason why it works is because two things. It allows freedom for our lead-up hit, Mark, which was CCJ in this case, um, when, you know, Lynch comes back, hopefully Lynch keeps that role. And Chole, because he's mobile and he's dynamic and he's tall, it allows those two, they're completely different from each other, so it throws off the defence. And then you've got Jack you've got to worry about who can, you know, take a specky, perfect in, kicking inside 50. Some of his kicks, particularly that one to show Bolton, was, oh, was godlike. Unbelievable. And he knows when to run into 50. He knows when to become an option. I have that game. It was, I can't remember the last time where I saw Jack take marks freely without a defender hanging over the top of him. Like he created his own space because he was allowed the freedom to run in and run out. Like Dustin Martin can choose where he goes in the midfield, give Jack that license. You go on the forward yeah, line when we need you, or you push right. up where you need to go. Because they're smart footballers, they have really high yeah. IQs. The I, other I one too. With, I agree with that. Yeah, I, and, mainly and, because when he when he gets it, like he's not he's not immobile, and he's such a beautiful kick and yeah. immaculate user of the footy. We don't lose much, and then he works yeah. so hard back to to get into a dangerous position as well. So I think you're right. Spot Let on. him go. Yes, and, and it's better better when he's getting touches of the footy and his confidence is up. When he's confident, I mean, he's incredible. He's having a career. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. great. Check this one out, Tiggs, and uh, JC, if you can see it, from Brendan Peavy, who may also be known as CB17. <laughs> the panel is definitely a little less better looking without me tonight. Lift, Tiggs, for God's sake. Come on, CB. <laughs> it's not the same without you, CB. I know you're suffering with your diabetes, mate. Just stay strong. Yeah, you're, you're stay strong. Flu. Get well, CB. Get well, mate. Get, Get well. well. 
<laughs> Hang on, this, but, this has to be one of CB's mates, Richard. This is much better without PP. <laughs> 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 All right, before well, we, we, we're doing a yeah, little bit fuck of Yeah, fuck him, fuck him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're, just um, kidding, we're just kidding. We're going to do a bit differently for the the review of the game. We're actually going to each do a learnt, liked, and disliked for the Adelaide game. And we encourage the viewers who are watching to send through what you liked, learnt, and disliked as well from the Crows game. Um, we'll post a few up. But, um, Tiggs, do you want to go first? What did you learn, like, and dislike from our Crows game? All right, I'll go learnt first, right? Um Coaches are still in tinkering mode. That's what I got out of that um, out of that game in particular. You know, um, you can obviously tell we're still getting ready for the next part of the season coming up. Um, our game style was very possession focused. Um, he mentioned Hardwick mentioned in his conference that we trained for it, but we overdid it. Um, so I could see what he was going. He wants to take advantage of you know the the mark rule. I, um, he, he probably showed one card that we haven't showed all season our ability to transfer the ball, maintain possession, and actually take a shit ton of uncontested marks. What was funny, even though Adelaide, even when they were on song early and smashing us in the centre clearances, we were still beating them in the uncontested ball. So it wasn't a work rate issue for us. We were getting a lot of outside ball based on that. It's very unrichmond-like game plan. It was very Hawks-like. It was, a, it, was, it was not that it was not accountable. It was more share the ball, share the ball, share the ball, and then go quick. So... That, I, yeah, so it tells me they're still tinkering um, with the personnel. We've got likes, um, the two doors deep, two tools deep, um, particularly with Jack rotating. That really impressed me. It basically, if, if you look at the stats, our inside 50 count was a lot less than most other games. But we kicked a lot, we kicked a, a lot more goals. We're a lot more, we converted a lot more of inside 50s because we were a lot more intelligent um, the way that we went about it. And a big part of that is because you know, we had players like, you know, Rewalt kicking it inside 50. We had players like, you know, Cochin kicking it inside 50. So that's how much we, we missed our really, really good players. And what I disliked, and we've been doing it all year, we have periods in games where we seem to lose focus. We we lost focus. We just weren't on properly in the first quarter, um, probably the first five minutes of it, and then we slowly worked our way back in. And in the last quarter, we, again, dropped right off. Um that's a concern. Now, part of that's the youth we have in the side. A part of that is having injured players coming in so they're not match fit. Um, so they're going to fluctuate in form during games. But that's still a concern to me. Um, but in saying that, we did manage to arrest the momentum twice, which not many sides can do. So, yeah. yeah. Very good. Uh, JC? So uh, the first quarter, even though they scored six goals in that first quarter, it wasn't like they were getting easy shots. Like we were hanging off them and they were tough shots. They were just kicking really, you know, really good goals under pressure. Um, and so, yes, they won the quarter, but we weren't smashed and we kept it close. Um, what I, what we learned uh, from my, <laughs> from my perspective, the Crows aren't that bad. Um, I thought O'Brien, he had a really good game. He had a solid game in the ruck uh, for them. Uh, the Ron Ballers, uh, Keys, McHenry and Sloan, th they were terrific. Uh, and they were getting the ball out of the centre, uh, getting it going their way. Um, they weren't that bad. And I, I posted on uh, Twitter today, I've got an apology to make to um, to Tex Walker. Um, some people just aren't meant to be captain. Um, and look, he's probably not the sharpest tool in the shed and he's probably not the greatest public speaker. Um, 
but he's probably more of a captain now that he's leading by example and the pressure's been lifted off him. Uh, he's a genuine A-grade uh, power forward for the Adelaide Crows. He's All-Australian for me so far. He's been really, really good. Um, good. So, yeah, so hats off to him. Um, also, what I learned is that um, playing picket and bolter in the ruck has failed, categorically failed. Um, it's an injury risk and it's just, um, well, it's failed. And uh, I think time as we go on the two rucks thing, will uh, we can go tall and it gives us gives more time to the midfielders to actually be through the midfield instead of having that extra one or two midfielders to rotate through. Yeah, you're spreading the load, but um, the more quality guys, so Cochin, Dusty, um, we get Edwards back next week, um, you know, uh, Prestia, these guys get more time through the middle. Um, Learned that Cochin is probably the most inspiring captain in the AFL. Um, the pressure was off the charts back uh, back to where we needed to be. And he led by example. Ten tackles was just an outstanding effort. The closest one after him was five tackles. Um, uh, when we've got the pressure, we're the best in the comp. Um, and what we saw, what I learned, is that we can play possession. And I, a bit like you, Tiggy, I, I liked it. And I liked how we picked our mark when we went forward um, and it, it set up better quality ball into the forwards um, and Jack being able to, or Jack moving up and down, um, you know, for, you know, deep into the midfield and then working back really, I mean, he was by far and away the best player on the field. We've got players that we're so blessed. We've got Cochin, Jack, Dusty, um, you know, Lynch falls in that category um, that when the shit hits a fan, they just lift. Um, and we really saw that uh, on the weekend. It was just great. I, I will, that's nothing that we already learned, uh, nothing new that we learned, but it was great. What I liked was that finally we had our head, fucking head protected. Jesus Christ, it's only taken fucking 11 games. But finally we got our heads protected um, and tackles rewarded. That's all we ask. Uh, it wasn't a perfectly uh, adjudicated game. I, I thought they, I really liked how they were adjudicating the tackling and holding the ball. I really liked it. Um, it was probably more what we've been used to over the previous years, and it suits our style of game because we tackle a lot. Um, really love the two rucks. Um, CJ's got big mitts, hasn't he, boys? Kick oh, four big, very good. Kick four big boy goals, and here's some controversy. I'm saying that Lynch comes back through the twos. If CJ gets another you know, 15 goals in the next six games, you know, when before he comes back. Lynch comes back through the twos. There's a, and I think we've got to get back to not not uh, just because you've got a reputation, you just come straight back in. You know, we've got to reward effort and the and the players that are busting their ass, the young players that are busting their ass in the twos. And that's what we saw on the weekend. Chol, CJ, um, Caddy all come back into the team um, after outstanding results in the twos. We've got to continue to do that because if you don't, it just loses integrity um, if you don't. And it's got to be, I don't know, unless CJ shits the bed over the next six weeks, I think Lynch comes back through the twos. Um, oh. Oh, no, I, I disagree. Know, I know. No. I, well, it's you, controversial, you but I couldn't do that. But, but he's, he's missing shots and he's not clunking his marks. And CJ I agree with you. Is mar and, and so why, So there needs to be some sort of pressure implied. And I don't think... I don't, I, I don't think he's shown enough to me this year. And well, this is proviso. The proviso is that CJ continues to clunk his marks uh, and kick straight, you know. And I, I think um, 
we can't afford to have, you know, a key marking forward having five shots a game and kicking one, right? That's just not acceptable in AFL footy. So, you know, that's where I come come at that. And, and make no mistake, I am very much a Lynch. He, he's my man crush. I love him to bits. But, you know, you've got to perform. You've got to, you've got to get the results. Yeah, um, no, fair enough. We saw... Uh, I really liked our um, I liked our possession footy. I think it was really uh, it was a nice juxtaposition to our play on at all costs. And you know what? What's been happening is when you're down on confidence and you're not playing well, uh, or the game's starting to go against you, that forward handball is if you're not confident and and the team confident and the team energy is not there, that forward handball is a fucking nightmare. And that's what we've seen. So keeping possession of it and then picking our moments was was a nice juxtaposition, I thought. Vlosten back to intercept marks. Well, you know, it's only taken five weeks, but, you know, finally, that's good. I thought he looked really good. I thought Vloss was was uh, back to his uh, – or getting back to his best. Jack's mark, for God's sake. that That's not the iconic AFL mark of this year. I mean, that's what we love about the game. Not only that, but he took out – was it Jones that he took out? He missed Castagna and nailed Jones no, right in the city. It was, it was Chol. He got no, a no, no, he did. no, 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 no. He nailed a crow's guy. He, right yeah, he nailed him right in the stern with the knee. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I don't really? Know I, was, I was just yeah. too busy looking at the beauty of the mark. I didn't notice. Yeah, it. Chol, Chol, but it was a delicate kiss between him and Chol because yeah. Jack turned his body, but he nailed a crow's player. I think it was Jones right in the sternum. It was absolutely beautiful, and he just missed yeah. Castagna. So that was well done. What I didn't like, um, I did. We're still kicking, still. From about midfield, just the the kicks not to advantage of our forwards, just blazing away, and just to an opposition player that that is shitting me to tears. Um, Daniel Rioli is at crossroads, and playing him as a medi sub is is not the answer. He, the, I mean, he's not being rested. He's not being rested. I want to see him go back and develop the the desperation of Jake Arts. Like we're seeing Jake Arts, he's going to another level because of his, he's just so desperate. But when you apply that desperation to Rioli's talent, and that's where he was, you know, three or four years ago, but he hasn't advanced on that. Um, and I think, I don't know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring him straight back into the team just because it's, um, just because it's the uh, Indigenous round. Um, I know it'd be heartbreaking for him, but th- th- he needs to know that he's, he's at crossroads. And he needs to lift his intensity or else, you know, the game's going to go past him um, uh, and still miss some sitters. So that were the things that I didn't, yeah. you know, sitters for goals. We still kicked pretty well. Um, 14 from from quarter time, for, from the first quarter, we kicked on a 14-8 or something. That's not bad going, but that could have been yeah, easily – it could have easily have been 16-4, you know, so. Yeah, makes the difference. Good kicking is good football, as they say. Um, my ones I'll get through quickly because uh, there's, yeah, I'll you'll see re- the reason why shortly. Uh, I learned that Koch is still the barometer. Dare I say it for our team? Um, his ability to hunt the ball, his ability to hunt the ball and swing the momentum back our way is severely undervalued. Ten tackles, twenty-two pressure acts, and twelve contested possessions. He just knew when to go, and the moments he needed to stand up. And we've severely missed that the last few weeks. Um, I liked that the coaches showed enormous trust and faith in RCD, leaving him in the guts alongside Dusty, Koch and Prestia and Graham. 
instead of removing him and putting him on a wing or a half forward flank or something like that just to keep him in the squad, it was really, really good to see them say, no, you're part of the future. You can stay in the guts with these big guys and show us what you can do. And I think he had 18 disposals, but I really liked his game. His composure and traffic scored. He's strong in tackles. He, he doesn't panic. He tries to get his arms free and shoots out the handball. Um, a great stuff there from, uh, from RCD. And my dislike was our, our slow start and how easily the Crows picked us apart in the first quarter. And we just keep getting exposed badly when our defensive pressure is off. Our, our mids just weren't working hard enough, and that gave them easy inside 50s, um, and they capitalised. And I, I just worried that if we give the wrong teams a 30-point head start, we're, we're not going to make it back up. But um, no, pretty good performance overall. And something's just popped up onto my screen. I'll just see if I can get oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> oh, no. You've been sitting there for minutes and I've done that as you've blown your nose. Jesus. He's... That's how the Tiger well, cast rolls. Well, you I can't help me. Like sh- I can't let you decide guys have it hard enough, have you, CB? Ah, look, I'm watching it. I might as well be in it, right? I just feel like shit, but it's all right. We're back. That's We're right. here. Go. Good to see you, CB. Well done. Jeez. I've taken off the, you've, you've... Taken off the sub vest. Yeah. That's the way. <laughs> Um, did you want to quickly do your your three CB the like dislike and learn before we push? Nah, on? man, keep rolling. Nah, I don't have a bloodbath, mate. I'm pretty, All right. I'm pretty content with uh, how things are rolling. So uh, no sprays this week, no bloodbath. Let's just good. keep rolling. Tiggs, um, you got just, a tiger den? Yeah, yeah. But just before I do that, on the back, so I've got a I've got a good mate of mine who's really good friends with Short's cousin, right? And while people are forgetting Grimes has got a business that he runs. And the last time he went to the hub, it really affected him until um, he knew everything was right with the business. This time the hub he had to go, it was in short notice. So I expected Grimes to have a down game. I reckon what we're seeing at the moment, which is we haven't seen it for probably three years, we have about three or four. Um, what are you guys giggling? What are you giggling about? Someone sent through a comment saying that CB looks like death warmed up. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Um, we, we, we've had about three or four of our backs all out of form all at the same time. Grimes is out of form for the game. I expected him better against Essendon. Lost him. Now, I got pillared on Twitter. I, I saw this, yes. As, let me as you sure got skewered too. As now, you hold sure on. got I, I, I noticed your tweet at the very end just to get the curry of the lot, easy likes, CB. Thank you very much for the backing me up, brother. No, but what I was saying is no one loves Vloston more than I, right? No one, right? No one. I challenge anyone. And I, his skill leaving, his talent ceiling for me is really, really high. He has not come close to that level of ceiling since he came back from injury. Now, what I tweeted was that it took him till probably midway through the third before I started to see a more consistent, instead of just glimpses, of the Vloston of old. And then his last quarter was really, really good. But the two and a half quarters before then, he was turning the ball over. He was not going for the marks that he normally would. His confidence to me looks down. And that's what I tweeted. I just yeah, tweeted I innocently. The lesson learned is don't tweet at quarter time. There was someone else who tweeted at quarter time that CCJ was no good. A, a poor decision to bring him in, and then everyone piled in at about the five-minute mark of the fourth quarter. <laughs> it was great. Right. People were calling me an idiot, dumb, you know, my feelings were hurt. But, look, we'll see. But, um, yeah, pretty pretty um, brutal. You copped it before on Twitter, CB. Now it was my turn to Mate, cop it. All I'm saying is you should change your name to Tiger, the new Cane Corn 71. 
Hey, jeepers. <laughs> jeepers. But I wasn't slagging him. It was just an opinion. But anyway. No, that's, that's okay. Um, did you have a, oh, a tiger, quick den. tiger Den? Yeah, quick one. Um, first bit of news. Um, it was good to see Baker and our players, Justin sort of touched on it slightly. We're starting to get free kicks for getting hit in the head, getting bashed around. Make no excuse, people. That's that's directly coming from um, the Shy Bolton incident, the negotiations, Peggy, Brendan, the club, two, three weeks of highlighting issues that were completely, hey, please explain. Um, and I think we've finally gone that past now where there's acceptance and the and we were umpired completely differently. There was dis- decisions that were, could have gone either way. There were some poor, poor ones. I can wear those. Some good yeah, ones. Yeah, that's I it. I can wear those. That's it. But it was balanced. It. it was if you were first yep. for the ball and someone hits you in the exactly. head, it was a whistle, not let it run off, call the ball back, okay. let you have your free. That's all we asked for. Um, the other thing, too, um, that I wanted to talk uh, a bit briefly on outside of the free kick count was just the Essendon, and I'm going to take your spirit here, CB, because you're not going bloodbath. Whenever Essendon has a fucking win, even a good win, let's give him credit, they had a good win against a broken-down West Coast. People in the media, their supporters, lose their fucking minds. Now, now, let's just get a few things. Let's get a few things straight. Go. They they just they're behind West Coast till fourth quarter, I think. And West Coast has lost Kelly. They lost that other uh, Aryan-looking tour forward that's got a lot of terror. I forgot what his name is. Um, and they're beaten up on some shit sides. Really. I don't know. I haven't got their draw in front of me, but I was reading it before um, earlier today. Their form's not that strong. And we've got people going, oh, we're going to get smashed. We're going to get done. We've just come off playing, I think, seven out of the top eight with no midfield and all that sort of stuff. So, no, I reckon we're going to beat them by five goals. Oh, Jesus, you've skipped to the end of the agenda. Honestly, honestly, Tiggs, they are. Um... <laughs> How the fuck did I skip to the end of the agenda? You just said we're going to beat them by five goals. Oh, no, I'm just, you know, that's my prediction. <laughs> no, no, no. That's yeah. that's an early, you know, as we talk about it and learn and mix the game, it might change. Yeah, Tiggs, Tiggs, <laughs> Rob, Mark Robertson on AFL 360, it was like a five-minute orgasm on Essendon tonight. Oh. It was horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, oh, I, I haven't spewed. But I wanted to spew, and I just wanted to <laughs> oh, get, get, get the TV set in it all at once. Yeah, now I don't want injuries to anybody, right? But you know what I want? You know what? If if I have a bit of blessing, and if on a, you can only ask for one thing in your life, what would I would love is that we beat him by say twenty four goals. You know, we oh, beat him by a margin, <laughs> and then but someone early. Now I like Tipper. I love Tipper, right? But he's their golden child. One of our backs, they've lost it, runs through him, locks him cold legally. No, we don't want to see get, No, no, no. I love this. I love it just for the drama. Keep it gets subbed, right, concussion test. And just hearing the accident supporters on live radio, on big footy, going the 24-goal loss was because Tipper was out of the game in the first five minutes. That would make me the happiest man in the world. I tell you what, I'd like ticks. I would like Scotty Turner to see Gary O'Donnell in the crowd oh. and run from 50 metres and just knock him out on a wing. <laughs> yeah. And, look, just to clarify, I'm not wishing injury, right? I don't want any ferals direct messaging me, Essendon supporters with death threats and all that sort of oh, stuff. But fuck them. 
fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> send him to me, you fucking weak. <laughs> <Embrace it. laughs> Done. Done. Right, embrace, so embrace, the hate to you. embrace the hate. Did you see my reply to him, CB? Gary O'Donnell's tweet. Did you see my reply? No. There's a, lot of, uh, is, there's a lot of Scotty Turner. Is it really around, Gary O'Donnell? It, yeah, it was. Is it the real Gary O'Donnell or is it a Benny yeah. account? No, 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 he's sick. Yeah, so I just told him, don't tw- don't tweet when drunk, you flog. <laughs> Mate, All right, well, well, uh, we'll push off with this. We've got an extra segment in here tonight. Yep. Uh, the, mid- the mid-season draft, lads, is coming up this week on Wednesday night, 6.30 p.m. We obviously declared our hand last week by putting Soldo on the long-term injury list that we will be taking a player. And then there's obviously the speculation begins on who that player might be. Now, the one name I was sent was Nathan Freeman, is someone yeah. that we've maybe looked at or expressed interest in. Uh, and there was one that you tweeted about, Tiggs. Who who was that again, the Hawthorne player? Oh, uh, Jai, but he won't Jai be there. Here. I forgot what his name is now. I know I mentioned Freeman as well, with, and you mentioned to me that your mate had told you via Facebook the same name. Uh, but that was about two, three weeks ago. Um, that Jai, I think his name was. Yeah, Hawthorne. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, look, all I know, all I can tell you guys, and I know this is 100% it's going to happen, 100% bookmark it, right? We will be going for a big bodied mid. That's what we're going for. Obviously, it depends on availability. Now, Nathan Freeman might get picked earlier. Jai, uh, I think he's going to become a hawk. Um, but yeah, we're going for a big, because we, we do understand Cochin and Prestia um, are injury prone. And we need a big body mid to fill out. To be there just in case I can take a clearance and is affected by hand to, to shelter CB. I'm sorry, not shelter CB, shelter <laughs> RCD, shelter, um, you know, support Graham um, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a mid with what we're going to be going for. Riley Knight, I've, I've had a few people tell me about Riley Knight um, as well. So I was found that odd because I thought Riley Knight was more a forward. In a mid, but I've heard his name a few times. But yeah, if Nathan Freeman's available and it's our pick, we'll pick him. I got that, that from a guy that's really ever wrong. As um, anyone available. else, anyone else here heard anything else about what we might be looking to do? No. I've got no, no, not for the. I've got a, a whole heap of. Um, it's really. Oh, he's gone gone to notes while Tiggs is doing that, listeners. We're going to do the listener question segment shortly, so start thinking of your questions to send through. That's coming up after Tiggs finds his paperwork. Yeah, I've got, well, I've got, but this will be for our trade show. I've got dead set three names that one of them will be at the club next year from another club. Mark my words, will happen. Would, yeah, we'll, we'll do a, no, we'll do a name, trade name for that one. Name well, them. all right. Uh, well, um, I don't want to know because I don't want to take away from our show. But what I'll tell you, the reason why for me, this is, I'm going to give you a prediction. Can we do this? A prediction? Now, what I tell you right now, don't get upset at me. This is me telling you what I've heard. Right? Can I make that clear? Yep, Everyone in yep. chat understands this. I don't want to get tweeted. You're a flog. I fucking no, do that anyway, people. Get into him. All right. The reason I believe, all right, I mentioned ages ago, CCJ, it was Gold Coast Suns as well as GWS, but Gold Coast Suns, don't discount them, and everyone's hearing that. I strongly believe CCJ won't be at the club next year. Now I know he's had a great game. He's had four four goals. That would be that would be fucking disgusting. I, I would, it, I would, yeah, but it, I don't think it. I'll, I don't think it's. I don't think it's, it won't be Richmond's <laughs> fault, right? But at the end of the day, too much water's gone under the bridge. So I want him to have great games. 
I want him to have great games because the value from what I'm hearing is going up and up and up and up and up. So from what I've heard, is CCJ is probably 90% gone. Club knows this, right? We're giving him games because he deserves it based on form. Um, we hold little hope of re-signing him. And the reason is they're not going to like this, Justin. He's very similar ilk to what Tom Lynch is in, as a player. He's taller, but they are lead-up hit forwards, right? We, uh, we are really focusing in on having a lead-up hit forward, a mobile tall, as well as someone like a jack type that can, you know, roam top and come in and fly, and then obviously the smalls and mediums around that. So we can't have how, Lynch. How long how long's Jack got to go? Well, he's got about two years. I reckon I've, I've been told, I know for a fact he's playing next year, and it's a year-by-year proposition. Um, CCJ but, is 21 years of age. I know, he's I get it, I get it. like Stuart Lowe, yeah. and he's a beautiful let me, tell you, let me tell you the scenario, what got told me, right? Let me just tell you the scenario, what's got told me. And this is from not, not me saying it. I don't think CCJ is going to be at the club. I think we're going to get a, a Gold Coast first-round pick, Right? For CCJ, with that first round pick, they'll probably get. We'll give them our second, one of our seconds for their second. So that's really high value for CCJ, really high value, right? From what my mate told me, who works in football, said to me, if CCJ, based on regardless of the goals he's kicked, if he gets, if he starts after about three games in, four games in, he's no longer played, then you know it's happening, right? Hundred percent, you'll know it's happening. Because um, they'll cotton wool in. But yeah, we'll get the first round pick from. Um, all right, Gold all right. Coast. Let me ask this. Let me ask this. What's he done yeah. to get on the. What, why is he on the outer? Yeah. No, I, it's I not think on that's the outer. A disgrace. I, I think it's a disgrace. It's a 21 year old, 200 yeah. centimeter, marking yeah. mobile big man that kicks goals. Yeah. Um, and Jack, Jack is not going to play for an extended period of time, you know, and he's 21. Um, yes. I, I just I don't think it's crazy. And Chol, we're striking with Chol has so many holes in his game. Like Chol adds something to us, but he's still got a lot of holes in his game. And CJ is a he's a natural fo- he, he's a footballer that he grew up with football. You know, I think uh, that two hundred centimeter mobile goal kicking guys with hands like buckets don't fall off trees. And I think it would be an absolute travesty. It'd be a massive mistake to, to lose him. Unfortunately, your clubs project. offering him you got clubs offering him huge money. Not well, huge money compared to what we can. But the other thing too, Justin, and you would know being football, lists are fluid. We have a plan in place. We have a game plan in place that we recruit people to. Um, and we're not too concerned if we even we lose a good talent, because you have to lose something good to get something good. Um, so yeah, that's all I want to say. Because as as I go into our trade, I don't want to give all more content now. But as I tick off a few things, probably in two weeks' time we'll do it. We're going to get something good and may still maintain a high-quality draft hand. And we've had clubs coming right after us <clears throat> um, to try to bundle some of our picks. Um, yeah, so it's pretty exciting what I'm hearing. But our window is going to stay wide open. I don't open. find yes, that exciting at all. That's mate, not exciting. I know, but, JC, I see. No, no, disgusting. but I see. I've seen a lot of stuff. I know you have too. But if he was so good, he would be leading the goal kicking in the VFL. He never has. 
If he was so good, then as a ruck, he'd be leading the league in tap outs to advantage he'd never had. He's 20, he's 21. He's 21, yes. He's but, 200 the, centimetres and 21 years of age. He's not going to hit He's not going to hit his prime until he hits 24, 25, 26, 27 and 28. Agree, agree. So, and you can't agree. expect, like, he's shown enough, he's shown enough that he is an A-grade big man in the AFL level. It would be a, it'd be a disgrace to lose him. I wouldn't say he's A-grade now, but I get your passion. Again, I'm not delisting him. I'm not doing it. But we sometimes when you get offered something too good, that's really, really good, you have to take it. And from what I'm hearing, it's very close to being done. Um, it might not happen. You don't, you don't win it's, games it's, with again, the little blokes. You win games with the big blokes. If you've got I get you, and we've got big blokes. The, and the problem's going to... The problem's going to be the the big the dollars that people are going to offer him because they yeah. see the same potential that you see in the the rest That's of right. the CJC. Yeah, so we're going to maximise it. If he's getting offered four hundred grand more to go somewhere else, yeah. from his personal perspective, he's probably crazy. He's not entertainer, but it sucks for us because yeah. he without I think we said it last year or the year before that you could see that he was going to be the best of the lot of our tools. Um, Granted, oh, Soldo obviously come on really well, but Soldo doesn't have the forward craft that CCJ has, but then CCJ probably doesn't have the ruck craft that Soldo has. Um, but in terms of being able to, to fill needs, yeah, he he's could be the best out of the lot. So You've got to keep in mind, even Hardwick's pushing the angle, we've developed him, we've developed him, we've developed him. That's where we're, we're not – no way will we let him go without a first-round pick, that yeah, type of level. Jack Jack's already get, said two weeks ago he's taken a massive haircut on this year-by-year deal too. Yeah, he's not playing for very much next year. So you yeah. think there's probably another four hundred thousand dollars on the table for someone, or to be yeah. spread amongst other players, around about three to four hundred there. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, we can find a way to to keep him. It would it would be shit to see him go, but money talks. End of the day, doesn't the boys? And if he's getting offered a shitload from Gold Coast, and he'll take over from Jared Witts or whoever's down forward for them, then it'd be hard for him to knock back. But um, yeah. oh well, I'm just telling you what I feel. The tea leaves are telling me. CCJ is going to be going, but again, yeah, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be excited. I wouldn't be excited about that, though. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't but be no, excited about that. You said you're excited. I'm not excited. About that. I mean, I just, I'm not excited about it. But again, I don't think it's the end of the world. Not understanding. I don't think it's in. Well, you don't look. We've been lucky. Tom Lynch fell off the tree to us. You know, we were we were just. It, it was luck that we got him right. Um, oh, oh no, no, it wasn't luck. It was two years, two and a half years of slow. But you don't going you don't, against Collingwood. You don't that that just doesn't happen all the time. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah. That, that, it, and we've got we've got a kid that he will develop into when he mark my words right. Press play now. Press record here. He will be one of the premier big men in the AFL at 24, 25, 20. He's still got another three years before he's going to hit his prime. And he's still – look, you know what? It took me – took me till I was eight – oh, well, no, I, I was going to say – kick four goals in a game at this young age at AFL level in a must-win game. I mean, you know, he, he's got something. And, yeah, uh, he's I got, agree with he's you. Got, he, he's got attributes that I think are rare. And it, and we shouldn't. I, I hope we don't give him up without a you know without, without a sincere fight. fight. Hey, yeah, hey JC, yeah. JC, question for you: Should yes. we have the should we have the Hardwick uh, the 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 Alistair Clarkson conversation with Hooley and Jack in particular? And maybe next year they say, "Look, you want to play on that's fine, but understand we're going to start playing people in front of you." 
form permitting? Would Because rather than get rid Jack. of him, would you say? Yeah, so, so the case of Jack, 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 Jack VCCJ. Definitely, definitely, definitely Basher. Yeah. Definitely, definitely Basher. Um, I, look, I, I would play I would play the inform guys. I wouldn't just say Lynch, here's, here's your spot each week. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm for if, if CJ comes out and he kicks, if he's got 12 to 15 goals in the next um four games. In, in yeah, in, in the next five, six games. Um, you know, I would say come back through the twos, Tom Lynch. You know, you haven't, you know, you haven't set the world on fire at AFL level and you're kicking, you need to work on your kicking. Um, you know, get some work done. Yep. All right. Uh We'll push on. Listen to question time. If you've got any questions, send them through to the lads. We'll get some answers. Don't send through trade-related stuff because we'll, we'll do a separate show for that in the coming weeks. But very interesting discussion points and I uh, agree with sort of both sides. And it's good to have robust discussions. What's what we love. We're all passionate about the Tigers. And yeah. we want to see what – all we want at the end of the day is what's best for the club. And really the best would be to keep him and um, have him be a star for us. But, yeah, if we can't afford him, yeah. we can't afford him. All right, so wait for some listener questions to come through. Freeze up some money here. That's right. Um, so just remember, guys, Tiger71, that's his Twitter handle. Feel free to send it all his way. That's it. <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. All right, question for you, JC. Where are our smalls at? Uh, in regard to what? I suppose form. I think the 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 talk's been largely surrounding Castagna's form. Um, then you've got Art, who's kind of stepped up. I suppose. Where do you see Castagna in particular? Look, and and I'll preface this. I, I've been pretty hard on Dan Rioli because I, I believe that he's stagnated, and you've got to do more than just uh, tackle and have you know two shots at goal a game. You know, you've got to do more than that, um, and he hasn't really done much more than that. Um, I think what we're seeing out of arts, I think arts has really taken it to the next level. I, I, there's a level of desperation uh, and urgency about Jake Arts that is giving him, um, that's putting him ahead uh, of a lot of the smalls. Um, I, I really love, um, you know, each week he, he he really understands his roving role to the to the you know long ball getting kicked into our big forwards. Um, really dangerous in those situations and makes the most out of his shots for goal, generally speaking. He's a pretty good shot for goal. Um, that's why I say I really want to see Dan Rioli bring that kind of uh, uh, desperation and urgency to his game because he's got real legitimate talent, you know, and 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 speed. So that's his next evolution. Um, Castagna, I, look, he's been uh, anonymous for three weeks um, and, I, you know, there's got to be more to your game than just putting pressure on. Um, yes, we know Dimmer. Yeah, your game is all about pressure and, and Castagna brings that speed and, and pressure on there. But you've got to contribute more and, and find the footy as well. Um, yeah. So uh, he's not able to do that. Point. Yeah, and we've got, we've, we've, got a, we've got a stockpile of these kids, you know, queuing up. Um, young Morris Rioli Jr. is going to be ready soon. Um uh, you know, th there's a list of guys just queuing up that, um, you know, Ralph Smith chimes in. I was so yeah. proud. I was, you know, I was so proud to see him nail his f first couple of goals. And they were, they were beauties. Um, oh, they were rippers. They were very good. Yeah, and, and they needed it. He, he needed that. And uh, you could see his confidence really grow. 
Um, you know, um, Collier Dawkins has been phenomenal. I, I like what, what you said about him, Chris. I, I think he's been excellent since he's come in and he's growing with confidence as well. So, um, you know, I, I, I think we're in good we're in good stead, but we've got some guys that need to uh, find the spark. Yeah. Agree. Uh, CB, who took the better mark, Shea Bolton or Jack Rewalt? Oh, I'm I'm actually going to go – I'm actually going to say Jack, but mm. Bolton's – Yeah, Bolton's is that classic footy mark, you know, like he's gone over the pack and elevated Brent. Jax has got like a degree of difficulty and courage that you either got that type of courage or you don't in reality. And his ability to run back into what five blokes coming at him, then actually get it elevate, then turn just absolute freak mark. And um, it's just amazing how many times that guy's bailed us out of the shit, isn't it? Like he's a superstar, Jack Rewalt. Yeah. Superstar. Tiggs, your mate. When are we going to see Ben Miller? I know you've been hot on him for a while now. Talk about um, talk about you know tools with talent that we're developing. Um, you know he's just not ready yet. Um, obviously that's what the coaches believe. I I was disappointed he didn't play um, on the weekend. I think he would have been a perfect replacement for Asprey because they're like for like. Um, mm. For those that don't know Miller, just go have a look. When the VFL opens up again, do yourself a favour and go have a look at this guy. He's He's a man mountain. He's a young lad. He's going to get stronger and taller too. He's got more growing to do, but he's got clean hands and great agility for his side. He's not bolter type agility, but he knows how to re- He knows how to go that left to right movement. You know how defenders. He knows when to. He has to. He has to move off his line, um, while still maintaining a defensive presence against his man. That's rare. A lot of defenders get lost in space. He doesn't do that. He tends to track. Um, where the where he knows the ball's going to be or where the play's going to be. So he's, he's the perfect play deep type of fullback. He's the one that we've always originally wanted, someone that could play on a test walker, that strong, big body, that's got a bit of pace to him but not much, and he'll just lock him down and then play off him and then allow creative tools like a bolter to run off. So I'm really excited about what we're doing and developing in the back line because, you know, Mansell, the forgotten kid who did nothing wrong and he's now out of the side, um, we need to get in as well. But, yeah, Ben Miller, beautiful set of hands as well. Great kick. Um, Garth Wade, I've, I've liked Garth Wade, but when that kicking action and a few things, he hasn't gained that weight. Remember Francis Burke's boy, David Burke? I love David. Loved him. If he had a weight 20 more kilos, he would have probably played at Richmond. He would have another. <laughs> yeah, he would have played another, you know, 100 games. He was he was everything that Richmond man should be, hard, courageous, yeah, made some blues, but would put his head in the hole. You know what I mean? Mm. And he would go into shit that would you'd scared just watching him do it, right? And that broke his body. Um, sorry for getting on a tangent on David Burke. I just said to mention it, but yeah, Miller for me, the character type, he goes in hard. If he needs oh. to split a pack, yeah, he'll do it. So watch him. Watch him. Uh, last couple, JC, do you think the new hub life is going to kickstart the boys into gear? I know you've been big on we're going to be coming good soon. You know what? If uh, I, I actually thought about this, it's a really good, and I'm glad I've got this question because I think um, if any club in the AFL, this is going to advantage, it's going to advantage us, um, and it could be, it could be the adversity that 
brings us together again. Um, so I think um, it's not ideal and it's a complete load of shit, but um, uh, that's this coronavirus bullshit that is. <laughs> but if you've got a if you've got to play in a hub um, or out of a hub, I think out of any club, it's really going to suit Richmond, and uh, I, I think it could actually, yeah, kickstart kickstart the boys into another gear, as the question says. I, the, the answer yeah. is yes. I think I think it's really going to play into our hands. Fingers crossed. Uh, and the last I one, I don't like it. Here. I don't like it, but I think it's good. It's going to help us. Yeah. Yep. Uh, CB, last one for you. Could Pickett play the George Castagna role once the troops are back? Mm. I think the question is, can our best 22 fit Pickett, Caddy and Shane Edwards in the team? And I say yes. I think um, the versatility, <clears throat> like Caddy's natural forward, can play wing, and Pickett's a very much a old-school utility type. And I think there's room in our best 22 for both. I wouldn't say Pickett's possibly the George role. Um, I would think maybe Caddy's more the guy who will play forward to put Marlon on a wing because I think Caddy's a better Caddy's better disposal wise. Marlon Pickett covers the ground far better, so um, I think they've both got really good strengths and attributes, which will contribute to our um, team overall and structure. Do, do the three big men keep playing? You know my thoughts on this, JC. I've been with you all the way. I reckon next week we go with um, CCJ. We go with Chol. Yes, Richmond Journey, I said it, and I'm expecting heat on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Jack, yeah, go, and Nan Curvis, go with go with all four and stretch Jack, Essendon. Jack's almost a – he's almost a half-forward flanker, isn't he? He's like a big mobile half-forward flanker and uh, with a ton of football now, as Tiggy says. I was so yeah. excited to see him play up the ground, a smart mm. mobile moving target which is very hard to match up on. And as you've seen with his disposal, left or right side of his body, mate, there, there's not many blokes 196 centimetres plus that can deliver a ball like that. And that set his mark up too, by the way. That set that mark, you know, being up the field, you know, coming yep. back, reading the flight of the ball. Yep. Unbelievable. It's not rocket science, is it? Mobile bloke, it's an R forward and a big, big bear in the square. Yeah. Love it. Love All it. Right, we look good. Jeez, we look good. Yeah. We did. We did. When the... Time to preview the upcoming game against Essendon, which has you now been shifted to Perth. Um, should be a cracking game, Tiggs. You can take it away. We'll, we'll get this one done in 10 minutes, I reckon. Let's rip yeah, it. Right, let's do this quickly. Um, what I'm going to do, because the ins and outs, I reckon just discuss what your thoughts are on the game and who you reckon is going to come in and out. Well, I mean, Marcus? Edwards has been said he's going to – Dim has pretty much said that Shane Edwards is going to come in. Who goes out? I've got no idea. I mean, you can't drop Ralph Smith. He's kicked two goals and played a really good game. Um, the, the one that might be on the chopping block is Castagna. But mm. we know that history shows that Dim is probably less likely to drop him because of the pressure that you said before, JC. Mm. So I'm, I'm not sure how he gets fit in. I really, really pray that it's not for RCD. I think you've got to keep rewarding his efforts. Um, I'm just, yeah, I don't know. It, it could be for Caddy. Maybe Caddy's the unlucky one who, who misses No out. way. Nah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, but then you got then, the, then you got to say to yourself, CB. Well, if it's not Caddy, it's going to be Hugo. Yep, because you've got Edwards coming in, so you got to just and Hugo's just kicked two goals. It creates a yep. lot of run and air. Sorry, sorry, Hugo. Back to the Magusha go. You got a long career ahead of you. Yep. 
Yeah, but I agree. Well, oh, actually, sorry. I'll say sorry, George. Back to the Magoos. Yeah. You're horribly out of form. You need to get a kick, and Cat and Hugo can stay in, and, and and um George can go out, and then you bring well, in Marlon. The weapons, the weapons the Bombers have. You got Zach Merritt in really good form. You got Langford in really good form. Parrish is in really good form, and believe it or not, I have shocking hands, hamstrings. Don't recruit me, Dyson Heppel. Is starting to come in a little bit of form, right? But in saying that, from that level there, didn't they drop like a cliff? So, I don't know. My thoughts of the game is personnel-wise, and the they they play if like Adelaide, Adelaide if they run forward of the ball a heck of a lot, and they will hurt you if you if our defence doesn't anchor back, they will tear you up because you have Tipperwari running off forward of the ball. You have you know a couple of their other stringer loves to do it. You know, he runs forward, tries to see goal off a contest. So if we can they switch on to that, I reckon we're, we're going to win this easy. Our danger game was against the Crows. It's not against the Bombers. Um, the only caveat is they've now had, again, there's two MCG games we've now missed out on, and now we're playing an Optus over when it, against the team who's just played it the week before that's had a bit of a run on it. Um, and when it looks like we're going to go in there cold. But, look, for me, who's going to go out? I'd be a little – George, definitely, he's gone. I'd say, George – Come back when you're tearing that, knocking the door down. Um, similar to you, CB, I'd be looking at Hugo with the tear in my eye and saying, son, you're now the medical sub for this for this game. You know, you've done nothing wrong. I'll put Rioli, he's demoted in the VFL with um, or scratch match, whatever to do with George, those two boys. I'd be a little bit different. I'd, obviously, Edwards come in, comes in. That's a given. Um and if it means we've got a um, – yeah, Edwards comes in and then I'll actually bring in Mansell. We're seeing how Art is applying his pressure, right? I've got to say, no one's mentioned it yet. But Art's ability to stick – I tweeted it during the game. Art's ability to stick a tackle and actually sticks and bring the target to ground legally is the best in the side. And it's a credit to the kid because in the first four weeks of the season – I wanted him never to play in a Richmond jumper again. And I'll put my hand up, and I have already apologised to him. But he's gone back because he was giving away free kick and free kick and free kick with this one arm, you know, try to tackle a bloke. He's gone to work on that, and now he's become, if you go close to art, you will trap you like a like that plant CB that you have in your bedroom, mate. What do you call it, the Venus flytrap? He's like that, right? He's a snap. Um, but Mansell, I reckon, he's played forward. He's hungry. He's hard as a cat's head. And I'll play him, you know, if we don't play him forward, play him on tipper. Perfect game for him. Follow follow tipper around and just make his life hell. And that allows us to free up grinds and, and Vlossin to be creative. But, um, yeah, they're my outs. I would bring in my ins, Edwards, Mansell, out for George, um, George and Hugo, unfortunately. So, Shed. Shannon doesn't get a game. No, uh, Edwards is in. Oh, sorry. I said that. So, pick it, so you're leaving Pickett out? I'm leaving Pickett out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because Caddy, people underrate Caddy. I've heard it on the chat. I've seen it on the chat. They say, why is Caddy a winger? Why? Rah, 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 right? I want Caddy to play forward too. But if you notice when we release the ball from defensive 50, who do they kick it to? Nine times out of ten, they kick it to Caddy. They get the ball to Caddy. Why? He's... He's always had it. He's, he's one of those rare players that don't panic with the football. He knows either to handball it or when to kick it. And we look so much better in our ball movement when it starts from 
caddy at that disposal. Just go rewatch the game. See how many running chains were created with caddy being the one that instigated it because he knows when to handball off to a runner instead of without caddy when we had, you know, bit part players like Pickett, no disrespect to him because he was in great form, handballing to someone that's flat-footed. And it's not against Pickett. It's, you learn it from game experience and feel of the game. Caddy just has it instinctively. So, um, he, yeah, he does his stupid things like the free kick. He's, he's a mongrel player. I love that of, of my players. I like a bit of, bit of you know, bit of flog. You need a bit of flog in your side, right? Get it under another side um, thing. And But he he's a super intelligent player and have to keep him in. Have to. JC? Uh, th- well, I'll be back in available. two minutes, fellas. Keep steering the ship. I'll be back in two minutes. <laughs> uh, Edwards for mine comes in. Um, and uh, I would have Pickett straight back in as well for Castagna and Ralphie. For mine, that's uh, that's how I see it, and and I agree with you. I, I love what Caddy brings to the team. He brings that toughness, the hardness, and smarts, um, and decision making. Um, I loved his game on the weekend, and obviously, you know, he's um, his form's up in the twos. Um, it would be we've got to keep on the track of rewarding effort you know, um, and rewarding performance at, at the seconds level. And we're getting to a stage now where, you know, guys like Dave Asprey doesn't come straight back in necessarily if other guys, uh, you know, we've, we've got to try out uh, or, or, or get uh, our other tall backs in. Um, as we mentioned before, um, you know, that they've got to get a go when they're playing well in the twos. So and, and that's how I'm saying. It's interesting you, you say that, Justin, because... Dave Asprey is the one bloke um, that we haven't discussed. Um, and I, I probably agree. I think at this stage, I wouldn't have him and back. I love him, by the way. I, I, I love him, oh, by the way. But He's a superstar, right? He, he's been he's been the guy on Alex Wayne. He's the guy to take the gorillas, right? But um, I just wonder with the Achilles, like he really did look sore those last couple of games, whether we give him a bit of a break and then he cut, tries to come back after the bye. Gets a bit of game time in, but um, it's funny right now. If he was available for selection, I don't think I would bring him in. Actually, I think I would leave the back line as it is. It's more mobile, quicker, and seems a little bit more flexible. If that makes sense. Yep, and and keeping keep rewarding effort at the twos level. Keep bringing in the guys that are hot, um, because you lose heart, you know, and and keep that selection integrity. Yeah, and. Like I said, for mine, it's sort of funny. People feel compelled to make oh, with changes. I think for me, I'd probably this week, just on reflection with what you guys have contributed, I reckon I'm probably just only making one change, George out and Edwards in. I think I'll just go with the one change and um, go with that. Now, um, Tiggs, uh Nick Cox and Harrison Jones are going to cause some matchup issues around the ground. Who do you think needs to go with them? Um, I don't know who Nick Cox or Harrison Jones is. <laughs> I have no idea, mate. You're just throwing me unprepared there. Um, look, um, mate, they're their kids, yeah? Is that like that 200-centimetre? Yeah, yeah, Darcy yeah. gets a hard-on every time he sees him carry the football. Um, yep. Look, if he plays – look, really, 
the way I see it with this game is we just defend, we set up our way and get them to worry about us. Essendon's not at the level that we have to worry about who's who they've got, where they've got them. We just play our game. Um and um and see what see what happens. You know, if, if, like for example, Cox plays wing. Um, you know, McIntosh can get him for endurance. People are knocking Caddy's speed, but Caddy's not slow, slow. He's a, he knows he's not the fastest bloke, but we've got runners for that. On um, you know, on the outside ring of the midfield, like your Shy Bolton, your Edwards, um, you've got Graham who can run all day. So we can cover any of the yeah, we'll be fine. Um, let them worry about our side. Yep. And, and Charlesy, Carl Hook is actually playing some very good football at the moment. Who takes him? I couldn't tell you who any of the Essendon players were because they're a bunch of flogs. I don't watch any other That's team. Other than... <laughs> yeah. well, I agree so, with Justin. Kale Hooker. Yeah. Um, where does he play? He's a key forward. He's a, probably their biggest key forward oh, at the moment. Okay. Um, uh, probably Bolter. Why wouldn't you play Bolt? Well, maybe is he is he a matchup for Bolter? Do you think for him to run off him, or or do you put more? Um, I think at various stages, possibly Grimes and Bolter will take it in turns on him, depending well, on. That was kind of like what they did on on Walker, and I thought, yeah. you know, um, I didn't mind that. Tex had a pretty good game, but I thought, um, yeah, that that kind of setup could actually work. I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. The other point, you, I don't, did you? Did you mention the the rucking at, at all? Because the one thing I noted from Essendon's lineup is they've got one ruck, and the rest uh, are pretty much you've got a lot of part timers that aren't really genuine ruck size to take all their other centre bounces. Is that somewhere, Justin, that we should look to exploit them by keeping the other big men in that we've got? Well, that's I really I thought we looked really imposing, and I thought our tools really helped us. I, I, the structure of our team on the weekend I thought was great and particularly the pressure activated it, if you like, um, and it allowed us to – it straightened us up and, and and all of them took some big marks and kicked some good goals. So we, we had a good return goal-wise out of our tolls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I was a bit surprised we didn't see Chol in the ruck in the last – in the last quarter, in the last half of the last quarter, I thought Nank was fatiguing. I thought when Adelaide got those three goals, I thought, um, you know, Chol might have been a good uh, choice to bring in into the centre bounces. I thought, you know, there were, he was he learned some things last year in the ruck. And um, I think uh, when Nank has his go, I think later in the game, Chol could get head and shoulders. This could be a, a coming-of-age game for Chol if he uh, if he takes the opportunity. You know, I mentioned something, guys, that we've sort of – I've forgotten to mention it. No one's brought it up. Just to give credit to the Adelaide Football Club, just for real quickly, if I can. Did anyone else notice the respect our players had for them and their, their players had for us? There was there was some great vision of, like, Tex telling he was playing on a new back, a young back who made some mistakes – who he beat fair and square in the first two quarters, but then got his colour lowers. And instead of Tex cracking the sads, was smiling, you know, you could tell they were talking about probably their craft. And then you had Sloan with Cochin having a bit of a bit of a chat. It was just, it was just, I just liked it. I just, you know, it was good to see that. Can, can I just say one thing? What happens though? when you have your soul, when you have your soul devoured? 
Yeah. <laughs> there is. What have you they had 21 good blokes and one absolute wanker in row. What is, oh, yeah. what is that? Oh, is what's this? What is that? that Come was. on. You've got to be better than that. You've got to be better than that. I like it. <laughs> oh, I like it. What, what was your yeah. first goal celebration, JC? Did you pull out any? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd give it the um, the goose step along the half half forward line. Uh, Doug Hawkins caressed a ball. It was uh, playing Fitzroy at the Junction Oval. Um, and uh, we were behind. And uh, Doug Hawkins kicked a beautiful little pass to me uh, inside 50. And I nailed the goal. Um, and everyone thought I was excited with my celebration because I put us in front and we went on to win the game. It was no, because it's my first goal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very yeah. good. All right, uh, we'll get to the predictions for this one. I think our free kick counts were way off last week. I don't think any of us tipped a positive. But um, Tiggs, what's your prediction, including margin? Have you changed from your earlier shout of, I think, 24, you said? Yeah, no. Seriously, and I've got – it's in my waters. And when it's in my waters this time of year, you know – I reckon I think we're gonna have one of our biggest wins for the year. I reckon I reckon it's gonna be around about 68 points, which is funny because with against the bombers, now I reckon so, CV, because against the bombers we always kick poorly and we should smash them like that game we had in Darwin. We kicked some like 19 points and we just beat them. And Essendon Flogs were saying, Oh, we could have won that game and we had someone like 20 more scoring shots. But I actually think with the wide open spaces of Optus. Um, of yeah, of, of the Sobel with a nice. We finally got key targets to hit that are mobile outside of CCJs, who's not as mobile as Chole and, and Jack, but can take a grab. Um, with their midfield finally being intact and our backline, backline being sound, I reckon, yeah, any weapon, all the weapons we can counter. As for free kicks, I really feel we've put the AFL on notice a bit. Um, so I think we're going to get it's the free kick count will be, but I reckon this is going to be you know they're going to go tackling we're going to go tackling so I reckon free kicks Essendon will be twenty one, free kicks Richmond twenty three. I reckon it's going to be that type of game we're going to blow a lot, um, you know because players will go and hitting each other but yeah we'll smash them, you know I will smash them. There's a lot of people concerned you've jinxed us there, but that's, no we'll smash them. Feedback yeah, was strong. Like remember his Twitter. Remember his Twitter handle, folks. If it goes balls <laughs> balls up, we know uh, who to come for. Uh, CB, what's your prediction? Actually, I'll say this: I'll have a belated little blood episode. Very interesting to note that Peggy Gale, and she's normally behind the scenes. Peggy she's Gale. not a real out there operator. In the Peggy light of Michael Warner's, in the light of Michael Warner's book, um, which has exposed a lot of behind the scenes issues, particularly uh, man management issues with how they've treated previous employees, that Peggy come out and actually demanded some answers and some transparency from the AFL. And I reckon, I wonder if behind the scenes they might have said, you know what, um, we're prepared to take a few things or leak a few things to the media if you boys don't pull your heads in. Because right now the AFL and the boys club is a little bit on the nose. And... Um, I just wonder behind the scenes if Peggy just fired a shot over their bow publicly just to get them to um, pull their heads in a little bit, which was wonderful, I thought, from Peggy. Um, onto the margins. Tigers by 14 points. It's going to be a tight one. 
And I think the free kick count will be Essendon 22 and we will be 15. We've had our run with the umps. There you go. Now, are we taking this as a compliment from Polar Knights on Twitch? I love this. Finally, a bogan stream. We'll take that as a compliment. We'll, we'll take anything we can get. Hey, mate. Uh, hey, mate. Yeah, mate. Nah, mate. Yeah, and to Richo, Richo 3121, why do I have blue lips? It's the bloody light from the monitors. I've got two monitors on. And, yeah, everything's blue on my on my screen. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> Only joking, man. Oh, too far. Too far, oh, Tommy. I'm going to show you something else that's blue. No, no, sit down. Uh, JC, your prediction? Listen, Tiggy, you've got to stop thinking, caring what other people think of you, mate. Just tell them to get fucked. Fucking <laughs> fuck them. Just say what you want and don't care what the re repercussions are because it... What people think of you is none of your business, so they can get fucked. <laughs> um, look, I, how pleasurable it was to sit down to a game uh, and watch our boys get protected and rewarded for effort um, from the umpires, and you know all of it. And then when we see some poor decisions go against, you can sort of cop it uh, as part of the game. But when it's just going against you, um, you know, all the time, and and it looks like it looks like a blatant cheating. Right, um, we know it's not, but that's what it feels like, um, and it's really frustrating. So I was, it was a, a real um, pleasurable game to watch on the weekend, and I'd like to see that continue. And if that does continue, because we are such a high output uh, and pressure team, and we tackle a lot, um, I hope that adjudication of the hold and the ball decision stays consistent for the rest of the year. Um, not just because it plays into our hand, but we got nailed a couple of times as well. Um, one of them, I, you know, Prestia out on the far side, uh, you know, yeah, he didn't, didn't bother getting rid of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, yeah. He just, he just, he just, he was just looking at the just looking at the umpire. He just sat there, and and I was glad to see him get pinged. I'm happy to I'm happy to see that um, continue. So I, I think the free kick differential. I can see it 21 16 our way, um, which that would be that would be a good outcome, and I think a 30 point win comfortably. Essendon are a bunch of flogs. I think you're right. They're, bun they're beating – they beat Carlton the other day who they are just complete shit and uh, and a depleted West Coast. Uh, they're getting ahead of themselves. Can I respond to Jake Nance just to give him a bit of facts here? Oh, right. I, I was going to, but that's okay. You, Sorry. No, because there was another flog on our boards that said the same thing. And I'm oh, getting sick of it. it, flog, it was, it's factual. We were four goals no, down. No, no, no. It's factually back. correct. And I'm not calling you a flog, Jack. Sorry, mate. Um, I'm just I'm just channeling JC's advice, right? But the, the reality is this. Adelaide beat Melbourne, who's the number one side in the league, just last week, right? And Melbourne had a sizable lead on Adelaide and lost it. We were able to stop their momentum not once but twice with a, a team that is not in sync yet because we've had players come in that are injured. People are underselling this win. Um, this win, in my opinion, was one of our better wins of the year. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. Sorry, Michael. And, and, and when, when they just when, – when Adelaide in that first quarter, yeah, they kicked six, but we kicked three. It was only 18 points. You know, it was only 18 points at the break and it – a lot of their goals, three of their goals were with us hanging off them, you know. So they they were AFL-level goals um, under pressure. So they weren't like they were just, you, you know, 
spare men in inside 50, you know. So we've got to take that into into context. And when we got our game going, we smoked them. Yeah. And Just hope that we don't give anyone this, else head starts. It is good to see the Tigers of old crew in here participating. I know who you are. And Cogger rules, keep going, son. You're going well. All right, uh, my prediction, I reckon Tigers by 18 points. Free kick count, I'll say we'll get 19 and Essendon will get 22. We're going to be close. As we've said, though, as long as they're consistent and pay what's there, then everyone, you know, is happy days. But it's a, another must-win game. Essendon being ninth, they're breathing down our necks. We need to win this to create some separation. Um, and it's coming into big boy month, I think. So let's see how we go. So the game reminder, Essendon versus Richmond, Saturday night, 7.40pm at Optus Stadium in Perth. The last game before the bye. So I'm expecting the boys go hell for leather, knowing they've got the week off afterwards. Um, and hopefully we can come away with the four points. Thanks so much to everyone for watching us tonight. Much appreciated. Please make sure you do subscribe to our YouTube channel or our Facebook page, Twitter. Uh, like, follow, share, tag your Richmond friends. Uh, we do this for you guys. Hopefully it's something a little bit different. We just call it how it is and have a bit of banter along the way. Uh, are we going live? I'm not too sure. We'll have to all speak about that for that one for the game and see how we go. But we'll, uh, we'll see what unfolds there. But uh, thank you once again, gents, for your time tonight. Much appreciated. Until next time, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. See you next week, guys. Get, get well, CB. Get well, mate. You did well. Thanks, lads. See you.